Welcome to the Millennial Career Playbook's company interview series, which focuses on corporate cultures worth knowing about if you're a job-seeking millennial or simply enjoy working in millennial-friendly environments. This series offers you company-specific information you won't find anywhere else, helping you decide if a particular firm is a great fit for you, and also offering you tips on how to most effectively land a job with the company. I'm Debbie Woldrich, CEO of outsource training company TTC Innovations, which specializes in providing corporations with customized millennial-focused training solutions. Hosting this series with me is best-selling author Haya Bender, whose credits include five dummies books and a complete idiot's guide, and articles for the New York Times. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com, as we're always adding new interviews and other content. Joining Hi and I today is Amanda Valentino, Head of Staffing of Biotechnology Corporation, Genentech. Can you tell us a little bit about what Genentech does? Genentech is a biotech company. We are based in South San Francisco. We're actually coming up next year on our 40th anniversary, which is very exciting for us. Two of our founders were actually instrumental in founding the biotech industry. We make medicines for very serious illnesses and from oncology to a number of different therapeutic areas. We're all focused on helping and benefiting patients. Could you tell us a little about yourself and what you do for the company? Yes. My name is Amanda Valentino. I'm the leader of the staffing organization at Genentech. So I'm also based in South San Francisco. And my team is responsible for attracting and hiring all of the individuals that we need every year to support our mission. How would you characterize what makes Genentech such a popular company for millennials? We're a purpose-driven organization where people get a lot of meaning out of their work. I think they feel like they're contributing to something that has a very positive and profound impact on patients and people at large. And that those are messages that we know that are really, really important to millennials. Our mission is to help patients. And that kind of purpose in your work is something that we know that happens to be very attractive to millennials. So it, it's different than another organization that maybe doesn't have that kind of central mission. I think that just inherent to who we are as a company, people here feel an enormous and and very real connection to our mission. It is what gets us out of bed every day. It's what drives us to come into work. It's what helps us make really good decisions, hopefully, in what we're doing. The patients being first and foremost on our mind, are help, they help to guide our business model. They help to, as a company, steer the direction that we're going by keeping the patients first. And one thing that's very unique about Genentech is people who work in IT feel as passionately about that concept and about patients in general as those that are in the research organization or the development group or working on the science side. Some of the other things that we do, we're very focused on career development. We're very focused on ensuring that every person has a good manager and that there's a lot of ongoing and regular feedback and coaching that people receive in their roles. We have lots of 
opportunities to move around, not just domestically, but there's also global opportunities that people have that they can look into and develop into. Many parts of our organization are focused on flexible work. We recently just built a, a new building that is an open space concept that enables collaboration and people working where they need to, how they need to, in whatever way they would like as opposed to just the traditional environment where everyone is in an office working independently. It's an environment that seems to really foster a lot of collaboration and interactions, which is exciting. Genentech makes medicine for very serious, many times life-threatening diseases. So thousands and thousands of patients have been impacted by some of the, the medicines that have been created and produced from Genentech. So in oncology, for instance, there's millions of women who have been impacted by the, the medicine that is made at Genentech. Can you talk a little about the corporate culture of Genentech? Culture is a, it's an important component for us. So we, we love the culture here at Genentech. It's long been said for as long as I've worked here that it's a very work hard, play hard culture. So we have people who are passionate about their work, whether it be, as I mentioned, you know, something in IT or whether it be in, in the science space, they take it very seriously and they're very intense about that work. But by the same token, it's a group of people that really enjoys working together. The campus here has a very academic feel based on the way that we were founded. So it's just a really lively energetic, fun place to be. And so it sort of has this juxtaposition with that intensity. You also see people, the way that they look is very casual, but they're not at all casual about the work that they're doing. Was the culture at all impacted by being taken over by Roche in 2009? I would say that the culture has certainly evolved, as you would expect any culture to evolve when there's a major integration that happens, but the evolution has been quite positive, and it hasn't really veered from the, the base, which is what I just described. That same culture that existed when I joined in 2004 is the same as, as what I experience today. Let's talk a little bit about Genentech, and, and how do you support an open-door policy? What processes are in place for millennials to be able to voice concerns or questions? This is something I think that uh, was established with our former CEO back from when I joined the organization. Managers tend to have, an, particularly senior leaders here, they very much are open to feedback and putting out opportunities for and encouraging employees to raise questions, ask questions, make suggestions, come to us with ideas that you have. It's, I think people feel there's a real sense of approachability with our senior leaders that I think is felt throughout the organization and it's a value that is held. I think managers and, and leaders feel like it's, it's, it's very important that they're accessible. And so they're, they're just putting it out there all the time. You might see somebody who is several levels apart from you in an organization walking by in the hall and I think people feel really comfortable saying, oh, hey, I saw you at this the other day and I had, I had a question about something you said and stopping and, and asking that question. People feel really entitled to be able to do that and I think it's something that we, it's just part of the, the culture here. 
And if a millennial had some fresh idea for a change in how the company is doing some type of research or even in the management areas, what opportunities are there? What processes are in place for millennials to come forward and present some new ideas or take ownership of an initiative? I think the first thing is always raising your hand. So people are, there's countless projects happening across all different areas of business throughout the entire company. And I know that as the the projects come out, people will, you raise your hand and say, I'm interested in doing more than what I'm doing right now. That's the very first way to be recognized. And it's something that's really celebrated here is having people come forward and say, I'm interested in doing, doing more. And so that's always the very best way is to put yourself out there. We also have a lot of different job boards and a lot of different internal job postings that happen that are outside of our full-time hires that are project-based work. So in HR, we have one that says, okay, for HR, it's opportunity knocks for HR is ours. And so we post projects and sabbatical coverage and different things that people can just apply for and say, oh, I'm really interested in doing that, or I want to learn more about that part of the organization. I'm going to sign up for this project. And they have them across all of the different groups. So I think people have opportunities to, outside of their regular job, if they have interest in learning other areas cross-functionally, there are opportunities for them to do that. That's an interesting concept. So they have their normal role within the company, a mm-hmm. position within the company, but then they have an opportunity sure. to also take on specific projects? Yeah, absolutely. And each group has their own way of advertising those opportunities. And there's internal boards or websites that are created where people can go in and post projects that they're working on and say, oh, I'm looking for three or four people to help me with XYZ, whatever that might be. And people can peruse those and employees can peruse those. And they're encouraged to speak with their manager about it and make sure that they have the the bandwidth to be able to participate, but they're encouraged to go out and take their development into their own hands and own it and get to learn and experience other parts of the company. Are there formal mechanisms in place to support someone who has a disruptive idea? First starts with speaking with your manager. I think we have a lot of different opportunities, different functions hold different kinds of, they cover this in different ways. But for instance, with our interns this year, we have something that we're calling Genentank. And this is a a sort of a spoof on the show, I'm sure you're familiar with Shark Tank, where all of our interns are getting into different groups and they come forward with an idea that they have on something that might make the company better. And at the end, someone is chosen as the winner, the best idea. In, In the staffing team, we have innovation sessions that we hold twice a year. And People in staffing team are, they come forward with anything that they can do, that that they've been doing that is considered innovative. It could be a tool that they're using, it could be a process, it could be an idea that they have, and we share those with each other. And some of them we adopt, and some of them we don't. Some of them we say, oh yeah, let's try that for a little bit while we pilot. In HR, we did something last year called the HR Lab, and it it was on the same exact idea, but for all of HR broadly. We have awards that are going out for all of pharma medicine and you have an opportunity to formally submit ideas that you have that could, to your point, either make the company better, it could be a disruptive idea, it could be something that's really innovative, it could be a cost savings and those are all reviewed at the highest level and winners are, are chosen. So it's sort of a friendly competition is has been the way, but there's lots of different ones, some that are more at a very local level, some that are much bigger. 
other also formal mechanisms in place for connecting with the folks at the top of management? Yeah, so we have in usually in the emails that they send out, there's always a link that says they have an inbox that is specifically for that leader. Ask so and so dash D. It's a, I mean, it's always encouraged to, hey, write me back if you have a question. And our corporate communications group really manages that to make sure that that accessibility is broad and consistent. We also have many vehicles on our intranet where people can click in the virtual suggestion box. If you have ideas, if you have recommendations, we have stories that go out that are internal stories produced by our internal communications group, and there are always forums for, the, for comments on those stories that are, and, and they're all posted, so it's a very open, transparent approach to employees having the ability to comment in those forums. So there's lots of ways that are just built in. I wouldn't say there's one thing that you click on that this is how if I have a suggestion this is I mean it's it's really ingrained in the communication strategy that I think goes across the entire organization. You alluded earlier to learning and growing. Do you have anything along the lines of mentorship and also other other types of on the job training? On the job training, so training is going to be different for each group. So different different types of trainings exist for each group, but every group has there's full commitment to training within those functions, both in the way of on the job, there's classroom, there's ex, I mean there's experience, classroom, and then sort of virtual. That is the is the three pronged approach really at Genentech, and and they're all different depending on the group that you're in. We have a, a training group that's very focused on making sure that training and development is accessible to all employees at all levels. We also have mentor program that is formalized, so we have a formal mentoring program that is very well built out and thoughtful that allows if you are interested in having a mentor or you are interested in being a mentor, you can sign up and we have a group that does a mentor match that's cross-functional where people can sort of mix and match across groups and you can have as many as you as you want and go as many times as you as you would like. If somebody wanted to do continuing education independently away from Genentech, are there any mm-hmm. tuition reimbursement opportunities or any we benefits do. like that? We do offer tuition reimbursement as one of our benefits for sure. And do they have the ability then to take classes? Does it need to tie directly with what they're doing today or can they be taking coursework in areas of of interest to them? Yeah, they can be taking coursework in areas of interest. It doesn't necessarily have to be tied into their their exact work. Work Work-life balance is always such a challenge for team members. What does Genentech do to help support a work-life balance? Work-life balance is such a tricky, it is it's such a tricky thing, and it's also a tricky sort of phrase, right, that we've been using for years and years. It's almost like a, a misnomer as, as work has evolved and, and life has evolved. It seems like there's more of a, I don't know, like a harmony that needs to exist <laughs> as opposed to balance, because sometimes you're working more and sometimes you have bandwidth to be more with your family or in your personal life. I think it's just a matter of striking that, can I do what I need to do for 
whichever area of my life that is demanding of me? Am I able to do that when I need to do that? Do I have the flexibility to make decisions where some weeks my life is going to be more demanding of my family in this particular week, but then I can have the flexibility to give more attention to my work in the following week? And I think the answer at Genentech is we are making great strides in creating an environment where people have the ability to manage all areas of their life in a way that works for them. Are there opportunities for people to work from home? Absolutely. I mean, I can tell you in my, I'll speak for my group specifically, there's a whole part of my team that is remote. Almost almost half of my team is remote. We have people that are on flexible schedules. We have people with sometimes small little kids. We have people that have elderly parents that they're working with or people in their families that need their attention and time. We have some people who are in school, going back to school and, and choosing to go after advanced degrees. We have So we have people with all different things going on in their lives. And what we try to do is accommodate and say, okay, where we can. We, you can't always, for every job, you can't say, oh, you can work remotely. It's not for every single role. But when it's appropriate and where it's appropriate, we try to ask the question, why not versus why. What tips can you offer millennials seeking to prepare for a career with Genentech? I would say probably the most important thing to do to prepare for a job here or anywhere is to really pursue that thing or those things that you're most passionate about, as opposed to those things that you think are going to, quote, get you the right job. Follow your heart and follow your passion because that is where you are really going to shine and excel. Whether that is, it doesn't matter the degree, just just follow where your passion is. With regards to interviewing here, if there's a job that looks like it's the right level of experience and you have the right level of experience when you are interviewing, I would say come in and be smart, be up for a rigorous interview process. Be curious. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Be yourself, though. Be authentic. Be who you are. Pay attention to the people that you're interviewing with and see, does it look, does this look like a place where I could envision myself coming every day and making a contribution? Because it's really a two-way street. So we are evaluating candidates as much as they're evaluating us. It's really important to us that everyone has a good experience that comes in to interview here. And so we like it when candidates come in and ask really thoughtful questions and really take it seriously when thinking about, is this the right match for me? Because we want people to take all that passion that they've had and pursuing whatever degree they've had or whatever they've been doing in their previous life, and we want them to pour it into the job here. Besides passion and asking questions, are there things that help you decide, well, this person stands out for me? We look for people who are risk takers. That's something that stands out. We, we look for people who are interested in trying a bunch of different things, people that have multifacets to their experiences, whether those be just in education or education and work experience. We're really looking for people who seem to be naturally curious. And then ultimately through the interview process and getting to know people and really looking at the questions that they're asking us and the conversations that we're having, we're able to kind of get a feel, and hopefully they are as well, about whether or not it's going to be a good relationship moving forward. Are there any types of questions that you especially look for? I think it's important to be knowledgeable about the company and knowledgeable about the role, as knowledgeable as you can be, about the role that you're interviewing for. Thinking about how you can make a contribution 
and where you think you come in and you're fully proficient, and then also recognizing where am I coming in and maybe where are some gaps that I have, and what might I do to overcome those. I think that's a really good thing that, that people can do when they're interviewing, is just look holistically at their experience and say, gosh, where do I really meet the criteria here, and where do I not? And if I don't, what do I plan to do about that? What other things can students be doing while they're in their college career that would help prepare them for the interview process at Genentech? Just gaining as many different types of experiences as possible through different clubs, and there's all kinds of different clubs in, in, on college campuses that you can be part of, different volunteer organizations, different groups. It's always good to have just a variety of different types of experiences that you can pull from when you're moving into a work environment because you're going to be working with all different kinds of people and those are things that just sort of help you assimilate. That's always good to see when you see people that have been involved in a lot of different extracurriculars. When someone is actually hired by Genentech, do you have any tips for what they might do to enjoy a long and successful career at the company? Yes. First of all, get involved. We have all kinds of different employee groups that are here. We have HOHOs on occasion, which are our employee happy hours, which are sort of part of our culture. We have different groups of people that do different things together. So there's a way for you to bring your personal passion and your work passion together. And my advice is to take advantage of it because this becomes your community of people. It just makes your work so much more fun than if you're just coming into your job and doing your job. It's completely different when you have a real sense of community. And so coming in and paying attention to that and taking advantage of the opportunities to be part of that community really, really makes a difference. It can create a very long, satisfying career for you. We greatly appreciate the time that you were able to give us. We deeply appreciate all your expertise on the company. Thank you very much for including me. Hi, and I thank you for listening to this interview. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com as we're always adding new interviews and other content designed to help you find a job or enhance your career. 